All right, Freedom Chasers, welcome back to the show. Today we are super excited to be sitting down with Matt Baudreau with the Apogee Strong Foundation, and he's doing a lot of cool stuff um, in terms of teaching young men and things like that and how to grow in today's society. Matt, thank you so much for joining us today, man. Honor is always mine, brother. Appreciate you having me. All right, man. So let's just jump right into it. Um, give me a broad strokes overview of what you guys are doing at Apogee, and then we'll just kind of dive deeper into it. Cool, man. So, you know, I always tell people I'm an educator uh, at heart and I, I people hear educator and they think, oh, it means he works at schools. School and education are opposites. They are not the same thing. Uh, and so I'm always very clear to make that distinction. And I did come out of the school system and I was at Stanford for a long time with public school teacher, public school administrator, private school teacher, private school administrator. I've done all of those things, which is why I left all of those things to start programs that really educate the population because it's not the same thing as school. So um, with uh, with Apogee, my business partner and, and dear friend, Mr. Tim Kennedy, uh, and I have built this. Many people will know who Tim is, you know, former UFC middleweight and amazing fighter, special operator, um, you know, as far as the U.S. military goes. Um, all those amazing, yeah, he's Captain America in real life. More importantly, he's a really good human being. He's a great father. He's a great husband. He's one of the most intelligent humans I know and has a huge heart for uh, moving you know, people forward. And that's what education is really all about. So um, you know, we've taken what we call kind of a five-finger approach uh, in, in uh, building out something that is going to reseed the, the foundation of a free society and a sovereign society. So we have mentorship programs for young men. Mentorship programs for men, we're launching for uh, women and for young women as well. And then we're launching K through 12 schools. Um, and the K through 12 schools are for young men and young women. And, and we're partnering with people all over the world to launch all of those. And um, we just believe very strongly in getting back to the factory settings. Uh, most adults have added a bunch of nonsense and garbage into their life. We want to get them back to factory settings and we want to preserve the factory settings for the young people. So, uh, an educated society is not the same as a schooled society. We have a schooled society right now, and it's not working. So we need to get back to education. Um, absolutely, man. I need to dive deeper into this because you mentioned it pre-show, and you mentioned it twice on this show already. So, like, what are we doing wrong with the school system if, if school and education are so different? We're doing everything uh, exactly as it's planned with the school system. What most people don't know is they were born into a cult. School is a cult. School is a religion. Um, and it was a religion that was designed by people who wanted to enslave humans, not to educate humans. Uh, most people don't want to look into the history of why school is done the way it is, why we have it set up in this factory you know, model, this industrial revolution model, what I call the conveyor belt system. Um, that conveyor belt system was something that was brought over from the Prussian military in order to have an obedient population. That's what it was designed for. Um, you know, you've got about 92% of our population right now that's 18 or over has a high school diploma from a conveyor belt, uh, you know, institution. Would you look at the population and go, oh, yeah, at least 92% of us are really well educated? No, you would not. And I don't think anybody listening would either. And that's not accidental. So we've been born into this believing that school and education are the same, believing that, well, yeah, but by the time somebody's five, you got to make sure you rip them away from your parents. You got to make sure you put them in this institution and you got to make sure to level up, you know, 
like stack all of this specific academia, every single human, doesn't matter where you are, same thing, same time, in perpetuity, and then feel free, please make sure you get good grades, make sure you uh, take out a loan, go into debt, go to college to do the same thing, and you come out and everything's going to be fine. You're going to be happy. You're going to be educated. You're going to do all the things that you want to do. It's obviously false, but people are so emotionally attached to it that they won't let themselves out. It's because it's a cult. Um, so we're wanting to educate, which means making people understand that they are self able to be self-reliant, but they have to first be self-confident. They have to be self-aware. They've got to understand that education is wildly personal and they have to understand that all education is self-education. We have to have people who are willing to move themselves forward. And that's what an educational institution should be doing is unlocking all of that. School does the opposite. Okay, I love that. All education is certainly self-education, but how do you guys go about teaching that? Because I would imagine that's hard. It's more difficult to learn than you would think. Well, it is, but it's a it's a mindset shift, right? So it's not just teaching. So we that's that's the common misconception is you have to do something to somebody. It's actually our factory setting. So you don't actually have to do anything to somebody. You have to avoid their mentality shifting. Uh, do you have kids, Tim? I do. I have two. Okay. Do your kids speak English? Uh, they do, yes. Okay. Why do they speak English? Because they're around English all the time. Because they're around English all the time. And <laughs> yeah. you speak English. Do they speak Chinese, Tim? Not, Sp- not Chinese, but they do speak Spanish. Okay, they speak Spanish. So they're around Spanish, but they don't speak Chinese because they're not around Chinese. Very cool. Do they, um, do they do they walk? Like on they their do. two They do. Awesome. They walk. What school did you take them to to learn how to walk? They just figured it out, man. Holy cow. <laughs> what we're talking about here is the factory setting of how a human being actually operates. Right? If you are in an environment where certain things are valued and, and make sense and you know the growth is encouraged, and by the way, growth means you're going to fail a bunch. Did they just come out walking or did they start crawling and then lift themselves up and then fall down on their butt. And then, uh, you know, I'm, I'm assuming that's how it actually worked. And what happened was you as a parent cheered on their failure, which is really just practice, right? They were falling on their butt. They were failing at walking. They were practicing, but you cheered it on knowing that if they kept practicing, they were going to do it. Same thing with speaking. They didn't just start speaking. They made noises and babbled and right. But you encouraged it. And then they started doing, well, hey, that's what education looks like. So we need to maintain that factory setting. It has nothing to do with doing something to them. It has everything to do with exposing them to the right things, keeping the environment solid, meaning you're exposing them to all kinds of new opportunities. You're keeping them healthy. You're not exposing them to garbage. You're not getting them distracted by things that don't matter or that stunt their growth. That's what education is. So it's not about teaching somebody. It's about creating the environment to just allow it to happen. Um, and the way we approach that is, is, well, we've got to fix the environment so the young hero does well, but we also have to usually retrain the parent to make that their environment as well. Because most parents, again, were raised in the cult. So they think you have to do something to the kid. Absolutely. So what does that process look like? How do you retrain these parents? You've got it. They've got to want to. All education is self-education. That's the hardest part. Um, so, you know, we have to, you have to take a look. It's, it's like removing people from a cult. So logic it doesn't really work as far as removing people from a cult, 
right? You can remove them from a cult. You can show them all the logical, you know, reasons that they should be out of it and they'll get it intellectually. Emotionally, they're still attached to the cult. So it's a long tail game and we don't pretend like there's a, you know, an exact science to it because all we can do is try to show them, look, here's what you're saying and here's reality. And we're going to go ahead and give you a roadmap if you're willing that's going to expose you to reality. We're not saying this is the perfect roadmap. What we're saying is it's going to expose you to all the places you're still attached to the cult. There's going to be things to read. There's going to be projects. There's going to be challenges. There's going to be things for you to do to try to get back to that factory setting. At the end of the day, though, we can't force you to do it. And that's the hardest part about education. You can't force somebody into it. It's got to be something they voluntarily get into. So for parents, was they're raising their young heroes, we always tell them not to screw it up, to keep the environment solid so that they're the, the biggest job of a parent is to lead by example and then to also be the chief inspiration officer in the house that keeps that factory setting. Absolutely. What are some tips to um, keep the environment conducive for growth for these young heroes, as you've mentioned? Well, you got to grow first, right, as a parent. You've got to grow first. If I'm telling you to grow and I'm not growing, that's called being a hypocrite, right? It's the whole do as I say, not as I do. That's lazy and that's pompous and it's arrogant and it's useless. That's not the way to go. You've got to be growing as well. And everything in the house should be a we do, not an I do. So, you know, when you go into our living room, there's a big plaque um, that's on the wall and it says Bodro family rules. And what it really is, is a contract for all of us. It is 11 tangible statements that we say, look, this is how Bodro show up in the world. It's a we do, not an I do, not a dad does this or a, you know, mom does this or the daughters do this and my son does it. No, it's a, this is how we show up in the world. And the way that that actually gets ingrained is that you are consistent all the time in showing up like that yourself. You're consistent in holding them to the standard. And then here's the key. You let them hold you to the standard as well. My son came to me last night and was like, Dad, um, what you're doing right now, that's not something that we do. He's seven. And I went, yep, you know what? You're right. I got to stop that immediately. And here's what I'm going to do instead. Right? He came to me very respectfully, showed me that this is not what Bodros do and you need to change it. So the minute I go, yep, you're right, he believes that this is what Bodros do and that we are all here on a mission together to hold each other accountable. That's the kind of environment you want at home. And then a lot of times it's addition by subtraction. There's a lot of things culturally designed to make us distracted. My kids don't sit and just watch YouTube all day long. They don't do that. We don't have video games in the house. It's a distraction. I'm not vilifying people that have that. What I'm saying is why provide the distractions? Why give them McDonald's when you can cook them a homemade meal? All right, because over time, if all they're eating is McDonald's, that's not going to be optimal for health, right? Same thing. If they're getting all these biological needs of growth and adventure, um, you know, all of this stuff is getting, there we go. I think it was cutting out there, but, um, you know, they're getting all this growth. They're getting all this adventure. They're getting all of this, you know, taking on these challenges. They're getting all of those things met artificially, then they're going to be distracted from the real world and not want to do it as much. It's the same thing as, you know, artificial relationships on, on, uh, 
you know, it's the same thing like men struggle with pornography, right? And you got this artificial relationship that they're going after. And so then they don't actually work on being a better human to find a better woman in, in the real world and to serve her the right way. Well, we're doing the same thing to our kids with the video game. So it's those kind of things, man. Leading by example, it's a we do and getting rid of the distraction, um, being very intentional about what you're doing, when you're doing it, who you're doing it with. That's what freedom is supposed to look like. Um, absolutely, man. I really like that point. Um, the artificial goal driven society of, um, video games and stuff like that, because that's exactly what it's doing. It's a dopamine triggering system. It is exactly the same thing as what life would be if they actually applied the same concepts to life until you figure it out. But unfortunately people don't do that. They do it with a video game. That's right. How would you encourage somebody that has bad behaviors and bad habits like video games and stuff like that to overcome them? The only, you can't get rid of bad habits. You have to replace them. You know, that's, that's one of the hardest, that's one of the hardest things. So um, again, there's gotta be the desire to do so, but if the desire is there, then, you know, this is part of what we do with our mentorship programs too, is we start, we actually start with the psychology of the human and go, okay, who are you now? What are the stories you're telling yourself about who you are right now? What are the stories you're telling yourself about the stories you're telling yourself? Um, let's examine those. Let's objectively get them out. And then let's go ahead and just get rid of this past version of you. Let's rewrite it based on who is the person that you want to be. Um, who do you, who do you admire? Who do you look up to? What are these, you know, what are the qualities and the characteristics? And so let's design a better version of you and let's then design the schedule for that better version of you so that we're intentionally replacing the daily habits of who you are for a specific purpose of who you want to be. If you can do that for long enough, you can create daily habits for long enough. Well, at some point it just becomes who you are because now you've developed these new habits, right? And so it's it's that. We dive into the psychology. We analyze all the garbage they're telling themselves. People don't realize that they're diving into a victim mentality more often than they, than they realize. We talk to them about what that looks like and how to alleviate that, build out this new version, and then create the habits that will, will lead them to being that person. But again, we can do all of that. The final piece of it, though, is they've got to do the work. Therein is always the hardest part, right? Oh, you give hard. everybody the keys to the kingdom, but they're not necessarily going to take it because it's not necessarily going to open the door. That's exactly yeah. right, man. And, and you know, it, it is what it is. Like we, we're not going to be able to save as much as we'd like to. We're not going to be able to save the world, man. We got to find people that want to actually save themselves. Um, and it's a, it's a more rare thing than it is, um, you know, common, unfortunately. Um, I love that. You have to find people that actually want to save themselves. Um, so how much encouragement do you make along the way? It's like one of those things. It's like, how important is accountability? Do you want to find people that have uh, this self-respect to do what they're signing up for? Or do you somehow hold them accountable to a degree where they just start doing it? All account, just like all education is self-education, all accountability is self-accountability. Um, I mean, that's the reality, right? You can put whips and chains. I can go put a gun to somebody's head and make them do something, but they're not doing it on their own accord. Um, and then they're not free, right? Because I'm putting a gun to their head. So, um, you know, as far as everything that we've got there, you know, we have multiple layers of quote unquote accountability in there, right? They have the opportunity to stay um, with us in further levels of like the mentorship or stay within the community. 
um, the men that we're serving have opportunities to um, earn their way to becoming affiliates to launch their own coaching businesses where we'll give them quite literally all our, our entire system white labeled. Um, you know, they can earn their ways to an affiliate to open one of our schools. Um, the young men can earn their way to our uh, job recruitment center where like we have people come to us all the time looking for people to hire and we'll recommend these young men that have poured in. Like there's all of these things that we'll put out there. They have the opportunity to earn, but we're not going to beat them into it. And then they're going to be surrounded by other driven individuals. That's a part of it too. And that helps the accountability um, because you find that, you know, young men, a lot of times or men don't want to let their brothers down more than they don't want to let themselves down. Right. So they'll push themselves forward on that. Um, we've also gamified the whole process where if some guys that are motivated by that and that's their accountability is they want to beat the other guy. Cool. Sounds good, man. We'll put points around that and, and have prizes around that too, right? We're trying every um, every bit of it that we can um, to go, okay, well, what is the thing that gets you excited the most? Um, just to give them all the opportunity in the world to succeed, man. That's why we do this is we want people to succeed. You know, we want people to change. We want people to change their bloodlines. And in doing all that, we can change the culture. Absolutely. I, I love how it, you kind of give options that are catered towards each personality type, right? So some people are super competitive. Some people are not competitive, right? So Correct. it doesn't work for everybody. That's right. Um, I would love to get some more context on how you guys are gamifying this, though, because I'm definitely in the competitive um, zone. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So, I mean, look at, um, you know, I think CrossFit did this extraordinarily well, right? Love it or hate it. Everybody knows what CrossFit is. And they made a competition around getting in shape, right? So there's a million ways to compete around that. You can do specific workouts. You can do various lifts. You can do, right? So we've done the same thing. We've gone, okay, you're going to get points. And actually, it's kind of like a jiu-jitsu gym where you can actually move up in ranking and get a different belt ranking based on doing the work. You get a certain amount of points for the daily habits that we know move things forward. You get a certain amount of points for tackling that roadmap, the projects, the challenges that are laid out before you every month from a different theme. You get a certain amount of points for reading these books. You get a certain amount of points for leading other men. You get a certain amount of points for tackling, you know, a big challenge of like, you know, that's outside of our wheel, but like you want to go run a marathon too. Great, man. Train for it. Do it. And you go knock that out. You get a bunch of points for that too. So we've just literally assigned a point value um, and a belt ranking to earning those points, right? For doing things that are growing you. <laughs> that's, that's literally what we have done. And then in competing with other guys around that, well, you can win, you know, prizes and, and opportunities and um, things like that too, for, for moving up a level, you know, you get more, one-on-one -on -one coaching or you get more access to a lot of these other mentors or you'll get um, scholarship, you know, opportunities for your kids or you'll get like, you know, what does that look like for you? What is the carrot that you want to be dangled in front of you so that we can, you know, and keep you encouraged to move forward? Everyone who listens to our show knows Matt and I are passionate about obtaining financial freedom through real estate investing. We also know that everyone's situations and goals are different. And while there are programs out there that show you a path to financial freedom, Many of these programs are just too cookie cutter and don't take your personality, situation, and desired outcome into account. Think about the number of times you have watched a guru online and tried to do the exact same thing as they did, but had nowhere near the same results. You are not alone. When I got started, I was continually paying for courses and getting only partial results until I discovered the path that made sense for me. 
And the results prove this. Most online course creators have let us in on their dirty secret that 90 to 95% of their students never complete their course and achieve their desired outcome. This is why we have opened up a few one-on-one coaching slots with Freedom Chasers Coaching, where you can get a plan to financial freedom that is completely customized to fit who you are and where you want to go, and most importantly, how you want to get there. Where you can get a plan to financial freedom that is completely customized to fit who you are, where you want to go, and how you want to get there. The benefit of working with Matt and I is that we are interviewing between 5 and 20 successful people every single week. We have accumulated hundreds of seven-figure strategies and gotten the inside scoop from these successful entrepreneurs. We are able to work with you to pick the strategy that will fit the best and then help you create the custom plan and steps to take you quickly into financial freedom. The fastest way between two points is a straight line. If you want to get rid of the many curves in the road that can make the journey longer and more costly, then go to coaching.freedomchaserspodcast.com and book a call with us and let's get you on a straight line path to freedom. Absolutely. Um, so would I be wrong in saying that it sounds like you guys um, focus more on activities and actions as opposed to the results? Um, I mean, actions have to be the precursor to the result, you know? So, I mean, that's it, right? Is, is we're focused on, yeah, we're focused on the action because again, all education is self-education. So, um, you know, there's certain daily, like certain daily habits, right? So like for the men, they are, um, encouraged to have some specific actions for their wives. Um, we, we have different options there for some, it's like they're doing these posts. Some of these men are doing post-it notes every day, right? Where they hide a post-it note around the, around the house for their wife or they're hide it for their kids and they do it every single day. And then it's created this trend of their kids doing it for their other kids and like kids doing it for the mom and mom doing it right. And they've got this cool little thing that they've now that they've now done. Well, for some of the men, they're like, my wife actually hates that. But what she likes is that I take an intentional 10 minutes every day or, and dive into, Hey, what's going on? You know, having this conversation with her, or I take 10 minutes every day to go do the dishes because I've never done it. And that's her love language. Right? So it's, it's all wildly personal. The, the, the intentionality is the same, but the actual action is different. So the results are going to be different because they're different humans and different people, but it's the action and the intentionality behind the action that always matters. Absolutely. 100% agree too. Um, Do you think that's one of the main things wrong with the school system? Because that is more results oriented. Get this question right. And there is more black and white where it's like, this is the correct answer. And it leaves little room for actually open thinking. Yeah. Well, that's a huge part of it is that it's results oriented around something that doesn't matter. Like, why would you want to get really good at something that doesn't matter, right? It's like spending 12 years learning how to how to play baseball only to find out that life is a game of football. You're like, wait a second. I spent all this time doing something that doesn't translate, right? We're focused on academia as if that is the gatekeeper, right? They're focusing on things that they can Google, Versus learning about themselves and actually understanding what being educated means and having a love and a zest for life and goals and missions and things that they're going after, like we're killing that early. And again, that's not accidental. It's by design. That's the design of the whole thing. Teachers and administrators that are in there, I'm not saying they're they're bad people. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying a lot of them are actually phenomenal people who are in it for the right reason. But don't forget, they grew up in a cult. 
So they're perpetuating the cult, thinking that they're doing the right thing. And I understand that and I support them. Also, hey, this wasn't designed for humans. So yeah, we're focusing a lot of time for uh, kids on getting results in things that don't matter. <laughs> Absolutely. So you actually alluded to this earlier, um, something about the Austrians coming in and designing um, the school system as it is today, it's not yep. designed to create an educated society. What was it designed for? Slaves. People. Okay. Slaves, right? Rockefeller, as they brought this over, Rockefeller is quoted as saying, um, you know, because he put in what the what would be the equivalent of about one and a half billion dollars into the school system to get it going on a on a public level. And he was quoted as saying, I don't want a nation of thinkers. I want a nation of workers. And so they said, well, what are you going to do for 12 years with these kids? He said, we'll teach them much about nothing. And <laughs> so that's about we, right. And that's <laughs> and that's what we've done. Right. So we know you and I both know people who crushed it in school and their life sucks. You and I also both know people who hated school and their life is amazing. Um, so one does not equal the other, um, but that should be not the case, right? Like we should be preparing people for life. We're not. We're preparing people to be good at school. <laughs> it's not the same. No, you're absolutely right. We're, we're not preparing for people for life. We're, we're preparing people to get a job basically is the way that I see it. Um, <laughs> and not even a job that they like or no love. And most of the time it has nothing. Those jobs too have nothing to do with the schooling that they did. The only thing that transfers over is the fact that, well, I grew up being super obedient, looking for somebody to tell me what to do. Now I'm in a job where I'll just go ahead and be super obedient. Look for somebody to tell me what to do. I'll watch the clock. I can't wait to get out of here. Um, you know, hopefully I like some of the people that I'm spending my time with. I don't really like my life. I live for the weekends. I live for a vacation because my life itself sucks because I'm just blindly obedient to the next carrot right here. I just like, I had to grow up to get my good grades here. I'm going to go ahead and try to grow up, do, do what you say so that I can get my measly paycheck. Absolutely. Matt. I guarantee you that somebody's listening right now and they're just like, wow, that's me. Right. So let's go back. Like you mentioned daily habits. Mm -hmm. Everybody's daily habits should be reverse engineered based on their goals. But what are the top two or three daily habits that you guys recommend for somebody out there that's like, I have been a slave to the system. I want to break free from that chain. What three daily habits would you recommend they take on? Yeah, I mean, uh, so we talk about mental health quite a bit in society, but we don't talk about the fact that physical health is the precursor to mental health. So part of those daily habits has to do with your own physical health. Um, and so, you know, when we, when we lay out the daily habits for the guys, we have what we call the essential 11. So we have 11 of them that they're, that they're taking on, but it has, you know, they're, they all kind of funnel, I guess, under a few buckets. One is that, is that physical health. The other is kind of an emotional or a relational, uh, health. So it's the relationships that are around you and then, and then, um, things that are, able to grow you too. So they're checking, you know, financially or they're reading, um, books. It's, it's things that are, that are, uh, preparing them for the goals that they have in front of them so that they're not feeling stagnant. Cool. You hate your job right now. All right. Sounds good. Then you should be working on getting yourself better, better skills, better knowledge, more inspired, whatever that is for you so that you're willing to take the next step. Right. So it's like that educational piece 
your relationships aren't good, cool. We need to fix those. Like your relationships are going to determine where a lot of your energy, you know, a lot of your energy goes in that physical side. And that includes exercise. It includes, you know, eating the right foods. It includes getting the right amount of sleep, um, all of those things. So those are things that you can do on a daily basis that you just make those habits and everything else tends to start to fall into place after that because you're in a good spot, right? Your energy is all going forward and not backwards. It can only go one direction. 100%. And there's no magic pill. Everybody wants one. It's like, this is the secret to life. You need to eat healthy. You need to get sleep. You need to be healthy. <laughs> and magic it's like, healthy. nobody wants to do the work, right? Those are the fundamental three things. If you get those things right, your life will be easier. But it's everybody true. wants them to be easier. The magic pill is called consistency, man. Character yeah. is something you do over time. And that's why most people don't have it. <laughs> I like that one a lot. Um Cool, man. So let's talk about what the mentorship looks like. I know we alluded to it quite a bit, but I don't think we got into specifics enough. Yeah. Um, if somebody was new to your program, what, what would that outline look like? So the way it operates is, is we have a 12-month program, and we've had a lot of people that are like, ooh, can we make it shorter? No. Um, you want, you want you know, your, your life has been X amount of years long, and you want us to try to, you know, the magic pill, right? Fix me in six weeks. Well, that's not the way it works. You're going to need to put in the work and create this new human who has new habits, a new skill set, new awareness. You're going to have to be educated um, and, and decide to do so. So we have 12-month mentorship programs. And so over the course of the 12 months, we have um, – it's a multifaceted approach. So every single month is a, different, uh, is a different theme and it's a different focus. And so that means there's different projects and challenges that you're taking on. The daily habits remain the same. Um, but there's daily projects and challenge or there's monthly projects and challenges that you're taking on. You're in a private platform where you're surrounded by not just the mentors, but um, the other people who are going through together with you so that you can connect with them uh, as well. So you're in a private platform there. Um, you've got specific readings that are recommended for that month, specific workouts. All of that stuff is is uh, dialed in. And then every single week. You have small group calls that you'll do with your small group, but we also have entire tribe calls where we'll get together and we'll bring in, this is kind of the bait and switch. We'll bring in the best of the best of the best. We'll bring in, you know, uh, a billionaire CEO over here. We'll bring in, you know, a famous actor over here. We'll bring in a famous athlete over here. We'll bring in, um, you know, I mean, you name it. And, and we're bringing these people in as the mentors for the week, right? So you get to talk directly to them. Um, and pull right from their wisdom. And a lot of these guys are people that you would never be, I mean, you have to pay you normally to sit down with them. You know, you got to pay them 50 grand for an hour and you're going to sit down and you're going to have conversations with these guys and pull things out. A lot of people join because they're excited about meeting all the famous mentors. And then they realize the magic and what changed their life was the fact that they did all of this work around these projects and challenges to make their life better oh and now they also have a network of amazing humans around them who are all on that same growth trajectory so that's how it works and you're in a private platform throughout the entire thing absolutely man so you say it's typically a 12-month program yep. and i imagine that's because you're teaching people how to think and maybe they learn how to learn themselves without you at that point that's, um, that's it that's the goal yeah. Right. Is that they are able to walk away and have some knowledge. And then, yeah, if, do they want to stay and help others? Do they want to stay and 
continue down. Like all of that is great. But if they are like, wait, this just changed my bloodline and I'm good and I'll never talk to you guys again, then fine. But the reality is they've developed, you know, close friendships at that point too. And so they're usually inspired. If they've gone, actually gone through the 12 months, they don't want to go anywhere. They want to maintain their, you know, the relationship, stay in the community, keep pushing forward, keep helping other humans. Um, that's just the reality. They'll fall off relatively early if they're going to fall off. Um, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Um, is there an ideal age that you're getting people into this program, or is does it work at any age? Yeah, the for the young men's program, we don't go any younger than twelve. Um, this is developmental reasons up to about 18 ish for the men's program. Um, it, we don't necessarily see it being super beneficial right now for like college age. Um, Cause a lot of times they're just not there. We, we actually think we need something in that middle ground. So it's more, you know, men who are a little older, a little more established. The majority of the men in the men's program are married and, and with kids. The majority are, you don't have to be. Uh, but the majority are, um, you know, in that, in that situation. So it's more of a life stage thing than it is necessarily an age on the, on the men's side. Women's will be split up about the same as those. Absolutely. So I'm curious, like, why do those two programs not seem to work as well for the college age kids? Um, to, to be honest, the college age kids would probably still benefit them in my experience from the young men's side, 12 to 18 side, they would benefit greatly there. Um, but a lot of them are too, they feel like, oh, I'm too old to be on a, on a call, you know, that's got, it doesn't matter that the call is, you know, a mentor that's wildly famous and pushing them forward and doesn't matter. Um, there's like, oh, I don't want to be on there because there's a 15 year old on there, you know? So, I mean, that's really, that's really it. A lot of them are very distracted. Um, with with things and too much so to, to dive into that and then on the you know on the men's side of it um, a lot of them aren't in a spot yet where you know focusing on um, the the marriage part of that or the fatherhood part of that or understanding you know we dive into the financial side of things where some of these guys are just they're living in mom's basement still and struggling to get a part-time job and we're talking about things like hey Here's how to get out of the W-2 world. Here's how to get out of the 1040 tax system and get into the 1041 tax system. And we're, you know, we're teaching them things that require a whole lot of level of effort that they're just not necessarily there yet. Um, so it's a it's a tough one, man. If they were if they're listening and they were excited about it, the young men's program is far more beneficial at opening doors than going to college. I can tell you that unequivocally. Oh, I believe that already, man. Um, and it's no surprise to me that a college-aged man is going to be pulled back by their ego in some capacity. Unfortunately, it's what we see, right? And it's like, ah, I better just go. Like, I'd rather just go to. Uh, I'd rather just go hang out with my homies, you know, or, or rather go like I'll go to college and do the quote-unquote safe route, which is ironically completely the opposite. I was going to say, there's nothing safe about that route, if you ask me, because essentially what you're doing is you're putting your livelihood in whoever you end up working for's hands. It's like, I would much rather have my livelihood in my hands than it's in my control. Whatever's wrong is my fault. I can fix it. The more more you're seeking safety and comfort, the less you're going to have. Yeah, 100% 100 agreed. Um, 100%. So... 
Oh, did I get to all these already? Actually, um, oh, here we go. So, what are the primary differences between the young men's program and the the men's program? Um, the focus is on the the challenges themselves are different. Um, you know, we're gearing the young men um, towards building out the the brand of them, right? A resume of actual experience and, and work up there and. When I say resume, what they're actually creating is a digital portfolio of work experience, of life experience. They're actually taking on projects and challenges that are really educational versus I'm just going to go get good grades in a class. And the whole point is to open doors to whatever they want to do next, right? Well, what is your what is your next great adventure? Is it you want to go to college? Then, okay, well, then if you have a really good reason why and you know where you want to go, cool. Then we'll help you understand how to open those doors with your digital portfolio. Is it you want to go into the workplace? Is it you want to build out your own business? Is it you want to get, you know, an internship or an apprenticeship somewhere? Um, Cool. Then we're going to build out this work experience that will actually make you a valuable asset versus you being somebody that's doing like everybody else going, I have no idea. I can go to McDonald's and just beg and pray for a job, right? Like we want you to actually have some skills to bring to the workforce. Um, And then we'll actually, if you're you're pouring in and, and you're ready to go, we'll recommend you to real companies that are hiring you for real career level jobs too. So, you know, the focus is on them building out an awareness of who they are and where they want to go. Um, for the men, it's more around um, getting back to that factory setting of being inspired and and furthering your knowledge on how to lead in society. You've got a little bit of, you know, experience under your belt, but are you leading yourself? Are you leading at home? Are you leading in your community? Um, Are you leading the life that you want to live? Are you really pursuing freedom and sovereignty? Um, And how do you actually do that as an adult um, in society? And so the, you know, the, the methodology is the same. It's just the projects, the challenges, the conversations um, are, are different. It's a, it's a life stage difference, you know, more than anything else. Absolutely. And then, of course, you know, the younger you get somebody, the easier the reprogramming is typically, right? Um, I mean, so, I mean yeah. truly, in fact, like we always say, like with our, in our programs or our schools, you've got two things that we're doing simultaneously. One, a lot of it's addition by subtraction on the adult side, right? We're trying to get them back to factory settings. And then on the younger side, we're trying to preserve factory settings. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, and it's, it's funny because that sounds so simple when you just, it is simple. but it is, it is simple, but it doesn't mean it's easy. <laughs> Correct. That's, yeah. that's the difference, right? It's not easy, but it is simple. Um, and we try to, we try to make things more complex than it needs to be. It's simplicity and intentionality over time. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. You know, working like people are getting in shape is simple. It's simple. Get some exercise, eat the right food, get some sleep, and do it over time. Yeah. So why isn't everybody in shape? Well, because they don't want to do it over time, or they try to make things more complex than it needs to be, right? And so, and they end up failing because of one or two or both of those things. You know, so. Um, it's it's simple. Education is simple. It's just not easy. Nor should it be, because then it wouldn't be any fun. That's right. Um, <laughs> right. So um, I imagine when you're designing these curriculums, it sounds like they're a little bit customized. Um, 
do you tailor to the personality a bit? Do you want to make sure that these people are having fun while they're learning? Um, well, humans can't help but have fun while they're learning. I mean, that's a, like you're trained that school is learning and people hate school. So they think learning is not fun. Humans are designed to learn. You always want to learn. Right. And so what we're doing is we're we're tailoring the experiences to the ideal. And what I mean by that is when we take on a project or a challenge or a, we have a month that's around a specific theme, we're going to tailor the challenges and the projects to what the ideal looks like as defined by some of the ninjas in that space, right? So when we're talking about marketing, sales and marketing, we're connecting with, you know, Alex Hormozy and, and some of these guys that are just crushing it and going, look, here's the ideal. Here's what they say to, here's how they say to take a look at it. Here are challenges that they've helped us design. Here's what this looks like. Apply that to yourself. What does that look like for you in your current situation? So it's, they're responsible for tailoring it. So again, we're providing a roadmap for each person to individualize for his or herself based on the, based on the ideal or the best, you know, common practices right now. Absolutely. I mean, I think this is a real game changer. Like I could just imagine how different my life would be if I was taught this when I was younger. This is stuff that you learn as an entrepreneur simply by doing it. And in retrospect, it's like, it's so obvious that everybody should learn this way. But that's just not how it's done. It's like I just I wish I was raised in this type of system. So you mentioned right. pre-show that you guys are actually working on building a lot of K through 12s. And how does that look? Is that private? Yeah. Is that public? Or or yeah. what does that look like? Yeah, we'll never do anything that's connected to the public uh, because as soon I as you, never as soon as you act <laughs> to, to that, you are you're in trouble, man. You start you end up having to look like everybody else. So no, it always has to be privatized. The downside of privatized education means that does you know people do have to pay a tuition of some sort to get there. But we're also working in um, you know really working towards an endowment fund and working in ways for. Um, people to be able to have access to that at a very, very low cost um, and get scholarships around that too. So now we're partnering with uh, good humans who are bringing it to their community and we're showing them how to do it. I've launched so many schools. Um, I've helped Tim launch his. Um, we know how to do this and how to do it well. Uh, we just need the right people who are willing to be the owner operator of it, right? It's just like, and again, I'll go back to CrossFit. Does Greg Glassman, you know, the founder of CrossFit, does he own all the CrossFit gyms? No. He started the, the organization, worked with a bunch of amazing humans to develop the methodology, had a bunch of amazing coaches, and then empowered people to launch their own businesses, to bring it to the community. Then they're just connecting with the community at large globally, but they're bringing it to the community. It's their business. They're running the show. There's just a shared knowledge and a shared um, evolution of how do we all get better together? We're doing the same thing. We're empowering the people in their communities to launch theirs. It's their business. Here we go. But we're right there alongside you. And we've got the whole larger community in, in general so that we can continue to move forward and just get better every single year and bring these to our community. So that's how we're doing it. All right. And then if anybody listening, might be interested in being an owner operator or they might be interested in the school itself in apogee what would be the best way for them to get in touch with you if they're interested in launching we're going through step one auditions right now that'll go through august of uh, 2023 
we'll get into step two and three in September, October, because we're going to start training in November and December to launch these in fall of 2024. So if they're interested in potentially launching, um, they can shoot an email is actually one of the best things. Shoot an email to Fed. Is just He's one of our assistants. He's a rock star. So it's just Fed, F-E-D, at ApogeeStrong.com. Um, and he'll get you all the links that you need. We'll get everything, you know, tech-wise under ApogeeSchools.org, but that's not all ready to go yet. That's where to go first. Um, people can also, you know, they can find me. I'm, I'm active. I try to get back to everybody on uh, Instagram is probably where I'm most active, just at my name. Um, but those are those are going to be the best places to go to take a look. But if people are serious about it, they'll want to get on it quick because we've got a couple hundred applications in right now. We're going to go through all of those, you know, here, like I said, by you know, September and get people rocking and rolling. Absolutely, man. Well, it sounds like you guys are doing some amazing things. I certainly hope that this grows at the best. You guys are obviously working your tails off. So keep at it. You guys are doing the right thing. I totally agree with everything that you're doing right now. Um, so Matt Bodro, thank you so much for giving us a glimpse into your life and into your business. Um, to those of you out there chasing freedom, freedom is accomplished one action at a time. So focus on those daily habits, because if you reverse engineer what the person you want to be does daily and just start doing that, you will become that person. Character is something you do consistently over time. And that's why most people don't have it. So tell somebody that you know that will hold you accountable. And before you know it, you too will be living a life of freedom. So thanks for tuning in and we will catch you on the next episode. Matt, I love what you Please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Engagement is like gold to us. We can't do what we're doing without it. Reviews and subscriptions, particularly on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube are worth more than money. So please do what you can to support the show. 